Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Monday and a happy President's Day, and no, you are never gonna get it. Unless you're listening to me, Kristen Benz, filling in for Mike Broomhead today. I'm so glad you're with us. Um, so you know, in my former life, I was a retail analyst on Wall Street, so I kind of follow these things. And every once in a while I see things that jump out at me, and I think that the consumer should know about them um, from uh, an investing standpoint and just from a consumer standpoint. So Target is making news lately. And if you are a Target shopper, what is it that every time I go there, it's like $300. Like I'll go in for one thing and I come out $300. That's how I am at Marshall's or Home Goods, Right. (laughs) And you don't mean it. And then just like, that's why like I can't be in the store. I have to do online because then I can see my cart. Right. And I can see everything. Delivery. That's a nifty little trick. Yeah. So, um, Just, you know, I'm giving you all the news that you need. So online (laughs) shopping, that way you won't do any unauthorized purchases, one hopes. Um, Unless you're doing like, you know, whining and priming. Don't whine and prime. Is that the new Netflix and chill? (laughs) Don't whine and prime. Uh, One of my girlfriends woke up with like 10 candles and like 17 cereal bowls that arrived the next day. I did receive 10 kimonos. (laughs) It happens. But during COVID... (laughs) Don't whine and prime. But we're here to talk about Target today. And there's self-checkout issues. So I don't know, Jess, if you're a fan of the self-checkout, if you utilize that option. It depends. It depends. Yeah. In the grocery store, if I have too much, obviously I'm going to go to an actual human. If I only have a few things, I'm just going to slide into self-checkout and get the heck out of there. Um, I don't know. At the Walmarts and the Targets... I don't really care for the self-checkout. Not really. So it's interesting. Last time it was on the air, we were talking about um, millennials and they love self-checkout because they steal. Oh, yeah. So when you're young, you do dumb stuff like that. Yeah. And not like something dumb, but like cases of water and La Croix and things of that nature. Well, who wants to pick it up just to scan it? I mean, (laughs) mean, it's far too much for me. It's too heavy, (laughs) y'all. So so just stealing is a better option. No, I just said a mouthful about your generation, young lady. (laughs) Hey, I... I am not admitting to anything here (laughs) and I am not condoning anything either. (laughs) I can neither confirm nor deny this information. So Target has been having a here's the thing. So there's a big headline about retail theft, right? And you see it if you have Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all of these thefts that are happening at the Apple store, at Target. In fact, there was someone locally, that woman that yeah, stole these big like mobs. Yeah. Some ridiculous amount of merchandise from Target and got arrested. So the retail thievery is, is a thing. So coming out of that industry, we call it shrinkage. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like shark attacks. It happens all the time, but it seems like now during an election year, everyone's talking about it. Right. I would give that to you other than the fact that it's happening everywhere all the time. And it's especially excessive in blue cities. Right. Yeah. So New York is I mean, everything is behind glass when you go to a CVS, like just to buy Tide Pods. You have to, like, give a pint of blood. (laughs) 
<laughs> to get out of the store. Baby formula, razors, just, mm-hmm. you know, random stuff like that. So half of the things are behind glass. And then people are just brazenly walking out with whatever the hell they want. And it's becoming a problem. Which is a miracle since how everything's behind glass. (laughs) Which they're very savvy, these thieves these days. (laughs) How do you get through all the plastic? Right. I have no idea. This is such a good point. So Target has instituted a lot of new policy changes, one of which is there can be no unsupervised kids under the age of 18. Just like. Well, I these this younger generation this younger have you heard let's just dovetail this into also the sephora girlies have you heard about these i was literally going to chat about that so please i mean it's in the same vein like now sephora is gonna have to start instituting uh you need parental supervision Well, because they're taking all the good skincare well not only that but they're messing up with like testers too you know, what's so, so funny. Remember, like back in the day at the mall, like the Clinique counter, you're too young for this. But like, you know, you'd maybe try on some blusher or whatever. But yeah. There were tons of people and you wouldn't want to make a scene. Now, these girls in Sephora, people look at this on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Exactly. It's so a thing. Is this new generation? I don't. Is this Gen Alpha? This 12 year olds? Those. I think they're. It's because I don't Gen think they're Gen Z. Z. I think it's the tail end of Gen Z. OK. They are going to need helicopter parenting Parents. forever. Yes. I mean, we're talking about them needing parental supervision to go into Target's and to any mall, especially Sephora. in New Jersey, they cannot be unsupervised in malls in New Jersey, which is a whole other issue. There's still we'll malls in New Jersey. There are some fantastic Short Hills Mall was the jam. <laughs> I didn't think because people would... hit me up. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, we're demolishing malls out here. I didn't think anywhere else. But our malls are good. Our malls are good. Fashion Square yeah. is pretty hot. And they're remodeling it right now. Yeah, so we it's like only going to get PV better. Mall, same thing, yeah? No, they demolished it. Right, but aren't they doing something fabulous with, like, you know, mixed use and retail and Maybe. all that stuff? We got to talk about that. Maybe. It was definitely on this station. It was definitely <laughs> on this station. Absolutely. <laughs> so well, how do you feel about limiting self-checkout? Already when you go in there, there are no cashiers. Right. And there's a heavy military police presence, which I am thankful for. But do I really need a sheriff in turnout gear protecting the Ulta cosmetics area when I go into Target? I mean, I'm happy he's there. Yeah. And I'm sure he's thrilled protecting the lip gloss and the drunk elephant products. Well, I'm very much of a personal responsibility type of person. You're very rare. Indeed. You're a gem. But I mean, if you're if we're getting into a point where. Everyone needs supervision just because we've created a society where, you know, you can just do things at your own pace. You can go to the self-checkout. You don't have to, you know, wait in line. You don't have to have somebody check you. If we're going to move into the space where everyone can just do everything for themselves, I mean... Well, this we're not also we're not a society where we rely on the honor system anymore. Well, and this is the problem. So every football game you go to... um, the waste management open every flight. There's some fight. There's some like ruckus that breaks out. Right? right. And everybody's kind of doing their own thing. And everyone is at a 10 right now. And I don't know why that is like we're done with COVID. Yes. The economic environment we're in is very stressful. Mm-hmm. So that's what I always link it to. 
because it's you're on the daily trying to make your life work, trying to fill up your gas tank, go to the grocery store, take care of your kids, get them to school, just do all the normal daily activities. You're just trying to get in and out of Target without having to wait for a cashier. Can I not have you either stealing water in front of me or can there even be anyone? So this begs the question. So is this Target just paring down? Because really, with all this retail theft, it's going to cost the retailer more money. They need to hire more staff. They need to hire security. And a lot of them don't want to do it. And mm. so what happens is then when they do their earnings, they talk about how their stock got hit because it costs so much money to you know pay for the shrinkage. OK, so which is it? Is it safe to shop in your store? Are you going to protect your employees and your customers or not? But right. then it hits their business and they're like, mm, not our fault, thievery. Well, they went to self-checkout in the first place to because the price of hiring personnel was hitting their business. You know, with all these fight for 15, yep. we need a higher minimum wage. Well, then, you know, that person, that part-time person that just needs some extra cash, you know, you now have to pay them $15 an hour. That's cutting into your business model. So then you go into self-checkout. Well, then you're getting hit with so much because people are stealing because you're not watching them. I mean, it's they they have to figure it out somehow. I also think and this is totally like a random conspiracy theory on my part, but you know how I am about this stuff. I also think it's a way for them to drive the consumer to only shop online. Be- mm. Because when you have people in the store and then you have Instacart shoppers or yes. um, DoorDash or whatever, like, you know, um, delivery service du jour that you're using, mm-hmm. the consumer that's there to shop only gets in the way. They're either stealing or they're annoying. Right. <laughs> so they don't want you in the store. But then they're also having to deal with um, shipping costs. And for people ever since the pandemic, they'll buy, you know, a thousand dollars worth of stuff, knowing that they're not going to purchase everything and they're just going to use their bedroom as the dressing room yes. and then return everything. Yes. But then you have to think some things that you return aren't able for resale. Right. Um, and some things you mess up because you tried it on at home and now the packaging's a mess and they can't resell it. They're having with the free shipping, they're having to pay for their own consumables to come back to them. Processing that is a killer. Exactly. So retailers are now doing away with free shipping. Right. Because people have abused it for so long. Mm -hmm. And so it begs the question, you have the circular economy and everything is costing more. And so we'll talk about retail sales in a minute and how they tanked. And now you know why, because there are all these other dark forces. Exactly. That are working against the consumer and the retailer. Exactly. They, they did all of these incentives to try to get you either in the store and out faster with self-checkout, or they tried to get your business with free shipping to keep up with Prime and None of it seems to be working out for them. So what we're going to have, what we're going to have in a retail space come the next few years, I don't know. It's going to be wild for sure. So I want you guys to stick around. I don't know if you've been following this nine month cruise with Royal Caribbean, but I have a very fun social media expert that's going to give us all the details on this coming up next. I'm Kristen Bentz filling in for Mike Broomhead. And this is KTAR. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app.
my goodness. Got to be real. And how fitting is that for this President's Day on a Monday? Hey, everyone. It's Kristen Bentz. I'm filling in for Mike Broomhead today on KTAR. And I don't know if y'all have been following this um, nine-month cruise situation that's happening on Royal Caribbean. Nine months. And they've placed a lot of social media influencers on this giant cruise ship. And there have been a lot of mishaps. And it's a whole thing on TikTok. So if you are a TikTok follower or user, go to hashtag cruise talk, T-O-K. And I had Heidi Hommel, um, KTR reporter, on with me the last time I was filling in for Mike because we thought this was so hilarious and funny. But it's really expensive and there's a lot of drama. And so if there's money and drama involved, I'm going to talk to one person. And it's one of my special friends, Jamie Reese. She's calling in today from New Orleans. And she's a social media specialist. And she's also a specialist in following millennials. And I always like to have someone that knows what they're talking about to kind of break it all down for us. So there's a lot of drama going on. Do we have Jamie live? Hang on. Hi. Hey, it's Kristen. Hello, Jamie Reese. Can we hear you? Can we turn her up just a little bit? Okay, you got me? Yep. Oh, hello. Okay, so, um, Jamie, you're in studio virtually with me and Jess. And so I was telling her this morning, we were talking about this nine-month Royal Caribbean cruise and how it's been diverted a million times and they're voting on the destination. And it's so much drama that I need you to break it down for our listeners. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things to follow on TikTok. (laughs) So it's nine months. Um, 11 world wonders is what they were saying. 60 countries. Um, so they're going to go around or they're going to go through the Suez Canal. And now they're, they're diverting or they're having quotes this week uh, vote. Actually, by today, they have to vote which direction they're going to go. So everybody on board has to vote. They're doing a webinar on Wednesday and seeing what people want to do. Because now, they is don't this do- because of the Red Sea issue? Yeah. So okay. they're concerned about that. A and little so bit. They're asking folks on board to vote. And so they've had like town halls and people are TikToking about it. And it's hilarious. And, like Instagram and everything. Like they're like, we have to go down and vote on these things. Like what? I have never been on a cruise ship where I would leave it up. And I'm going to say this with love, people. I'm not a big fan of cruising. But the cruise that I was on with my family that was like the cruise from hell. If I had to resort to these folks voting on where I was going, it might be like a mutiny situation. So. Yeah. How's that going? Well, the the drama started at the beginning when you had to prepay for the cruise. And so everybody prepaid and then people wanted to get off board. And how much was the average ticket for this? So like the cheapest rooms were like 60,000 and they went up to 120,000. So $120,000, nine months on a boat with the same people. That was the original agreement. And then they all of a sudden let people get out of the cruise. And so, and they opened up like this, uh, different sections. Like you could come on at different times and people who had already prepaid were like, wait, what? Like we, who can prepay that in this economy? I think retired people. I think there were some like social media influencers on there, people working remotely. Uh, yeah, it, it seemed to be a mix based on social media. So it was kind of like a rocky start. And I want you to jump in here because there's so many antics that happened very early on in this cruise. And the one that stuck out with me, as you know, is that they ran out of alcohol very quickly. Yeah, they ran out of Diet Coke. 
they ran out of wine, I guess. In Argentina, they couldn't, like, refresh the beverages and stuff, so they ran out of that. Um, they were calling people into the guest services offices for Uh-oh. disciplinary action. Oh, my goodness. Wait, I want you to hold that thought. Um, we're talking to Jamie Reese. She's a social media specialist and a millennial specialist. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back to talk all about this Royal Caribbean nine month cruise. Jamie, can you stick around? Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you. We'll be right back. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Oh, yeah. We've got Ed today in the studio on the ones and twos on a wonderful President's Day Monday. I'm Kristen Bentz in for Mike Broomhead today on KTAR. And, um, you know, we're going to continue our little chat that we had earlier about this nine-month cruise that's happening on Royal Caribbean. Um, It's extremely expensive. Uh, They're letting the residents or guests, I guess I would say, vote on where they're going which I think is very interesting. It could kind of become a Lord of the Flies situation really quickly with people paying this much money and having the entire ship voting on where you're going next. So when I want to know what's happening with social media and millennials, I go to one person and that person is Jamie Reese. She's joining us today remotely from New Orleans with all the deets on what's going on with this nine month cruise. Jamie, you with us? Yeah. Okay. So we were chatting earlier. We're on air live. And what I wanted to know is, so there was a lot of social media backlash initially with the the cruise and the way it was going and things, you know, they were running out. They weren't being able to go see penguins. There was high drama. Do you think that Royal Caribbean wanted this to happen or they just kind of rode with bad PR? I think they kind of just went with it. Um, Because I was just looking this morning, actually, they have over 3 billion views using like hashtag hashtag, uh, cruise talk. 3 billion with a B? Yeah, billion. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm telling you, the cruise talk is a thing, people. So if you're bored today on President's Day or you're trying to appear that you're working, (laughs) definitely go on TikTok and use the hashtag cruise talk. And You know, we were speaking earlier about the cruising industry, and I, for one, truly thought that after COVID, cruising was done, right? It was just like every other cruise that you heard of was being docked because someone got COVID and they were testing everybody and it was a nightmare. And then all of these huge expensive cruise ships are being launched and they're doing these huge um, nine month cruises. So do you think that cruising is back or do you think this is just kind of like a one off social media play? Well, didn't Messi sign with um, Royal Caribbean to do? He did. He did. We're talking about the pro soccer player, Messi. That's right. He's like their spokesperson, yeah? Yeah. Well, for the icon that just took off Miami, the biggest ship that's ever, like, shipped. I feel like they just are coming back from COVID, and this is people, they leaned into it and leaned into, like, the social media aspect of it. Right. 
which is really interesting. Well, so I was talking to Jess earlier in the show. We were talking about um, concerts. And so they're trying to give Taylor Swift credit. And I know this is going to trigger you um, with traveling. And they're calling it what? Gig trips or something? Yeah, gig Jess? tripping. Yeah, gig tripping, which no one has ever traveled for a festival or to see their band in life until Taylor Swift. Oh, so. that and it sounds like a like a drug (laughs) gig tripping (laughs) exactly uh yeah so it's funny so i was saying that there's been kind of resurgence into real life experiences like not virtual reality experiences so do you think maybe the cruising thing is part of that yeah i feel like it's been a social media thing that people are catching on to like have you seen all the videos and people dancing and like they've gone viral like all my friends i'm like joking that on my 40th birthday we're gonna go on a cruise and i would never cruise like that's just not my style of travel but uh yeah and don't get any ideas about your 40th birthday either <laughs> we're going on a cruise we're now. not it's, going on a cruise it's very like it looks so much fun and i never thought do you think after fun. this commentary that royal caribbean will sponsor us because i don't think that's going to happen i hope so I'll <laughs> join, i, I want to join the uh, last month. Okay, month. so I wanted to get your thoughts on this. We were talking about this earlier. So Jamie wants to join the last leg of this nine-month cruise to Dubai, South Africa. I don't even know. No, so it starts since I would, I called them the other day. Uh, I would join in Spain. They go to Portugal, Iceland, Greenland, New York City, which is hilarious, and then Miami, and thirty-three thousand dollars. What? Plus thirty dollars a day per device for your phone. Let's talk about that Wi-Fi. So all of these social media folks that are on board, they're paying $30 a day for like the worst Wi-Fi, right? I don't know what they're paying. They're probably not. It's Starlink, which is like a well-known brand that does right. Wi-Fi uh, boats. And so it's only five megabytes, like upload speeds. So I don't know how they're doing it. Maybe when they dock, they get off and they go to like a cafe. It is literally dial-up speed, right, Jamie? Yeah, that's slow. Like I couldn't work remotely there. Well, wasn't that one of the big um, draws originally to get all these folks on board that they could like work from home and work remotely on this crazy nine-month cruise? Yeah, that was an initial like draw from their advertising. But if you look at their speeds and they don't guarantee those, I couldn't like zoom all day and do work. Well, not on that cruise ship. You can't. Um, there was some other things that I wanted to ask you about this whole situation and how long it's going to take. Um, and, you know, I think their CEO actually just sold a bunch of shares, like 11,000 shares, 11 million. It was a lot of insider share selling at Royal Caribbean. Yeah. So that kind of begs the question. Whenever a CEO does that, it's really not good. <laughs> Yeah, it it looks like this week he's or last week he sold eleven thousand shares. Again, I don't know finances like that, but that's well, you know people, and you know what people do in social media, and you know millennials do. So the fact that they're joining—oh, that was my question. If you wanted to join this last leg, how much would it cost you? Because I'm sure our listeners want to know. Thirty-three thousand for sixty days. Sixty-four. Sixty-four. Thirty-three thousand. So Not going to do that math. Dollars. 575 a day, which is a lot. It's kind of like, like staying travel, at the Ritz-Carlton, right? I've full time for a decade. I could stay at a Ritz-Carlton for that. Like. Exactly. And get full service and actually have Diet Coke, which would be a plus. 
Yeah, and they have to cross the Atlantic. So coming, they have to go through Greenland and stuff. And I don't know what oceans are like there, but I think it's pretty rough. (laughs) So do you think this is going to start a new wave for the cruise ship industry? Like, is it now they're going to have like one ship that for a few months out of the year, they're just going to go on these like democracy cruises where you get to vote on (laughs) where you're going. So there's no real agenda. Just give us your money and then we'll see what you guys vote on. I don't know if I'm in for that, Jamie. That's like a Lord of the Flies situation. You would do it? I would do that. Yeah, why not? You would let random people decide where you're going. Well, you get a vote too. Well, that's yeah. It's a democracy. they like so part of the um, TikTok things or they're forming alliances. Oh, I'm here for this. I'm here for this. Please tell me. The clicks have yeah, formed. It was like the Hunger Games. They were like <laughs> forming stuff. So I would kind of do that. I think it was fun. But I'm also a single person without children. And so I, I'm here for the entertainment. Right. I don't know if I had like kids and stuff. I would do this. Can you bring pets? That's my question. No. Bummer. Well, that takes care of your dog. Yeah, yeah I'm out. Yeah, everybody's out. Um, again, Jamie Reese joining us, social media and millennial expert calling in from New Orleans. We're talking about cruising. It is President's Day. I'm Kristen Bentz. I'm filling in for Mike Broomhead. And this is KTAR. Back to life. Back to reality. Back strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News. 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Back to reality for you guys tomorrow for work. But today, it's a holiday. And you've got me and Madonna on a holiday. They're not singing this, but you follow me, right? Just has me. It's Kristen Bentz in for Mike Broomhead, Broomhead today. And we're just having a great old time talking all sorts of things. We're going to update you on the economy, on politics, and some really fun consumer stuff. And back to reality, let's talk about Taco Bell. There's a lot going on with Taco Bell. We got a lot of local ties with Taco Bell. I'm a big fan of the Taco Bell. And there's a lot going on with them. And in a down economy, you want to look to fast food, right? But the thing that's so funny is fast food has become so expensive. Isn't that ironic? It's so ironic. So, for instance, if I wanted to order, so on Wall Street, you have this thing called the Big Mac Index. So, globally, it will show you what a Big Mac and fries costs all over the world, country to country. Usually, it's Switzerland is the most expensive. But, and you probably saw this headline a few weeks ago, people are so annoyed and are grieving on social media about how expensive a burger and fries is at McDonald's. And so, the recent earnings came out and they basically said, we've got to bring our prices down. A lot of that has to do with minimum wage, their franchisees. There's a whole thing to talk about that. But if you're a DoorDasher or an Instacarter or whatever kind of delivery person you are, you could order a hamburger and fries from like cold beers and cheeseburgers in Phoenix or Fleming's or Seasons 52 or Hillstone. And it basically ends up being with delivery fees and taxes the same as if you'd order it from McDonald's. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So... This recent CPI number that came out, Consumer Price Index, right, which was not good. No. And we're going to talk about this in a minute. But, you know, this administration is kind of gaslighting you that the economy is great. Everything is great. It's only up 3.1 percent. But when you break it down into the certain 
sectors and certain items, it's... Well, if you look at the composite of CPI and what you're paying for, it's mm-hmm. all inflation. So it's a lot of like flim flam, you know, uh, kind of like ether stuff that's not really there. But you, the consumer, you know when you fill up your gas tank, you know when you go to the grocery store and you know when you're getting fast food that it's expensive. And so I was talking to one of my girlfriends who is a, you know, young mom. And she was like, you know, Taco Bell is the only fast food that we don't have to lever ourselves to buy. Wow. That's really exceptional. And this is someone that's like, you know, um, very successful, (laughs) working mom, great family. So when you have to like talk about fast food in that way of over levering yourself to get your kids dinner quickly on the way home from school, whether it's pizza, burgers, whatever. Yeah. So Taco Bell is revamping their menu. Um, McDonald's is doing the same thing. And so they want to bring new menu items in front of the consumer every three to five weeks. So in retail, we call that newness. Wow. So when you go keep you going back. Well, same thing with Costco, right? It's we call it a treasure hunt in retail. So like when you go to the store, you don't know what you're going to see. Is that item still going to be there? Ah. So they bring constant newness to like, is it a chalupa? Is it a Mexican pizza, which I'm such a fan of. And thank God they brought that back. So they're bringing (laughs) back more items. Which yes. is interesting. And they're revamping their Crunchwrap Supreme. I'm all about the Crunchwrap. Me too. So are there Doritos in it? What is the Crunch? These are things I need to know. Yeah, I don't. It's And also on this subject, Burger King is also doing that um, contest where you can create a new Whopper and potentially win a million dollars. Do you remember the one with the black bun? For Halloween. Yes. It was frightening. It was so frightening. It literally was like, I don't. It looks like yeah. what happens to a Whopper. It was frightening, but it was good. Was it good? Did I you try it? it? Oh, okay. See, thank you, Ed. This is the kind of commentary that I need. <laughs> Along with fabulous music. So thank you. It looked frightening, but it was delicious. Okay. Okay. And he's still here. He lives yeah. to tell the tale. And he looks very healthy. <laughs> so I'm glad for that. He's very, he's a very smiley guy. And he's that, a very smiley guy because he gets did not the good go Whopper. Hmm. So yeah, it's interesting what fast food companies are having to do to one, stay relevant, but also keep those customers so coming. So 50% of their sales come from digital, right? So like you're on your app, you're online doing whatever. And I Yes, you know, revamping at a lower price point is something that you have. You basically innovate or die. Right. Even with fast food. And like, we don't even know what Taco Bell. Well, I'm sure there are delicious ingredients (laughs) in Taco Bell. Yeah, I'm sure they're the best of quality. (laughs) I'm sure that they are absolutely amazing. But now I think they're competing with so many different things. So not only are you competing for price point, but if you're using any of these services for delivery, which begs the question because everything is digital, Mm -hmm. it's the service fee that you're paying for that Taco Bell. yeah. So then you're like, it used to be, I mean, I don't know, back in college, like, the ten. What was a taco box? There was a taco box. It's like ten bucks, probably less. Nachos Bel Grande. You could just like run back to your dorm room and you would have like a meal. Yeah, there was like a box of twelve too. They had like boxes with like just twelve tacos. tacos. Exactly. Yeah, I remember. Don't they that. usually have a five dollar box too? They used to. They yeah. better bring that back. No. They so used I went. To. I went through the drive through the other day with my kids. I was telling Gatos this, and it was eighty dollars. I'm like, <gasps> what did you guys order? Eighty no. bucks. I thought it was a typo. 
And I was like, okay, how many Bahama breezes did you get or blasts or whatever that is? Oh my God. It was insane. So when you think about that and the average consumer that's trying to, so most fast food purchases, data nugget for you, happen between four and 6 p.m. within 30 minutes of buying gasoline. So moms pick up the kids, they're doing the soccer thing, they're doing the whatever, gas up the car, want to get food, go home. Right. So that's when they're happening. So you're competing with the door dashing of that. But when you think about the amount you're paying on top of it in service fees, like, does it even matter anymore? I, I think it does matter. We're going to talk about Especially this when people are more. pinched. People are pinched. And we're going to talk about that coming up with retail sales. I'm Kristen Bentz in for Mike Broomhead. And this is KTAR.